Euzubillahimineşşeytanirracim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in Allahümme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'ana bima allamtena ve zidna ilmen nafiyah Allahümme erina l-haqqa haqqan ve arzukna ittiba'a وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطِلَ بَاطِلًا وَأَرْزُقْنَا اَجْتِنَابَهِ رَبِّ اِشْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسْتِرْ لِي اَمْرِي وَحْلُلْ اُقْدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي السلام علیکم ورحمت اللہ وبرکاتہ Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-üz-Zaman Sa'id Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you get your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org Insha'Allah, in this episode we will continue reading the 17th word and a rough translation of the text on which we will be reflecting uh, can also be found on that website. Uh, you can go to podcasts, then words, then the 17th word. And uh, the 17th word is about the reality of the world. It's a... It's a analysis of what it what this world means, what is it for, why does it exist, and what its purpose is, and how can we make the best of it. So Stad Nursi was inspired in writing this treatise by two uh, main verses. And those are astaghfirullah We have adorned the earth with attractive things so that we may test people to find out which of them do best but we shall reduce all this to barren dust Quran chapter 18 uh, verses 7 and 8 and the life of this world is nothing nothing but a game and a distraction again uh, the Quran chapter 6 verse 32 the treatise the 17th word has two sections uh, the main section the first station Stadnursi calls it is a beautiful succinct analysis of the reality of the world and the second station is a compilation of mostly uh, poetic writings that Ustad Nursi has written had written on this subject the reality of the world at other times in his life and then he has compiled them here as the second station we read uh, through two of those uh, poetic writings and we are reading the third one mashallah this is the third episode we are spending on it it was originally written in persian um, and we have a translation of the persian text and also ustad nursi commented on the the, the poem itself later uh, when he wrote the 17th word and we have a translation of that too so i will inshallah first read through without commenting much uh, 
read through the text that we have already covered and when we come to the point where we did not cover inshallah I'll start, uh, I will uh, slow down and try to uh, try to uh, reflect upon the meanings uh, in the in the in the lines of this poem so bismillah oh lord i have observed the six directions yet not found a remedy for my disease on my right i have seen that yesterday is the grave of my father on the left i have seen that tomorrow is my grave today is the coffin carrying my body all in afflictions my corpse is standing at the end of the span of my life under my feet are the water and dust of my creation and the ashes of my bones whenever i look behind i see this world to be not within naught ahead of me as far as the sight goes the grave is wide open behind it the long path of eternity is showing its face i have nothing in my hand save but a thing of partial choice which is impotent shortfalling and deceitful it has no way of dwelling in the past nor the ability to penetrate the future it is confined to the present and a single flowing moment yet in all its poverty and weakness your pen of power is obvious in having inscribed in my innate nature an inclination for eternity and prolonged expectation in fact whatever exists is in it this circle of needs is wide like the circle of the extent of sight the needs follow the imagination to wherever wherever it goes whatever is absent in hand is present in need the circle of my power is as as narrow as the reach of my short hand hence my poverty and neediness are as big as the world my capital is as small as an indivisible thing where is this thing and where is my neediness as vast as the cosmos hence i take your path abandoning abandoning that thing and seeking recourse in your generosity so we stopped at this point and from here on inshallah i'll try to read the uh, persian and ustad nursi's uh, commentary on these lines later on bismillah so that your solicitude your your care assistance that has given with care and concern and compassion yeah so that your solicitude becomes my relief and your endless mercy my refuge so we said hence i take your path abandoning that thing and what was that thing it was partial choice why partial choice because that is the only thing that we do have we have nothing else no power to create no power to bring anything into existence including our actions and the fruits of our actions the only thing that we have and that we keep, that we hold the responsibility for therefore is the partial choice or the disposal on the partial choice that when we are faced with options we can pick one over the other and if we pick the good one we get the reward for it 
we acquire the reward for it. And if we take the bad one, the evil one, we acquire the sin for it. So we say, hence I take your path, abandoning that thing and seeking recourse in your generosity. Why? Because being bereft of any real power, that partial choice in and of itself is not good for anything. It's no good. It does not solve our problems. We need something else. We need the one who has power over everything because we are in need of everything. Our needs reach as far as existence reaches. So that your solicitude becomes my relief. So we give that up. We give that partial choice up. We, we defer our choices to our Lord and we choose what he chooses for us. And we are content with that so that your we are addressing uh, our lord here right so that your solicitude becomes my relief and your endless mercy my refuge and then start notice his comment on this so that your solicitude holds my hand out of mercy for my impotence and weakness and that your mercy becomes my point of reliance out of compassion for my poverty and neediness so our impotence our weakness our poverty and our neediness all become intercessors before our lord that open the gates of his mercy that open the gates of his compassion for us thus opening its doors for me thus opening the doors of his solicitude for us so our if you will power or salvation is in recognizing that we have not, nothing whatsoever other than that ineffective partial choice and our, our power and, and salvation is in giving that up to giving up our pride giving up our sense of uh, appropriation the word we use for this in Arabic and Turkish is ana and ananiya. Ana means I. Ananiya is can be translated as I-ness. We give up our I-ness. We give up our ego. We give up our arrogance, pride, claims. We lay no claims. We just leave it. We defer it. We, we defer our, we turn our affairs over to our Lord. And that is what opens the doors of his solicitude and his solicitude is well there's nothing that that he cannot do that he cannot resolve for our there is no need that he cannot procure for us there is no enemy that he can fend off from us he is the absolutely powerful one we want to leave our affairs in his hands and that is what we do by giving up that partial choice. And Kaski Bahri Bini Hayati Rahmati Yav Test Takyana Kundu Barin Juzi Ichtiari Ki Yak Katre Sarabest. We will take this from the previous line. So that your solicitude becomes my relief and your endless mercy my refuge. For the one who finds the endless sea of mercy, 
does not rely on that partial choice, which is but the mirage of a drop of water. Yes, of course, whoever finds the endless sea of mercy does not count on his partial choice, which is in effect the mirage of a drop of water. It is not even the drop of water. So that's probably the, uh, the, the key point here. That partial choice is not even a drop of water. It is the mirage of a drop of water. If you don't see the reality of it, we may think that we have choice. No. We are given four or five options and we pick one of them. And then we don't create the outcome of that choice either. Real choice, not partial, but real absolute choice is you create your options. We just you know play around in this in this playground without being able to get outside the boundaries, the fences of the playground, and we think that we are making choices. This is just a game. We are making choices in the game. The, 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 the real thing is beyond our reach. Yes, of course, whoever finds the endless sea of mercy does not count on his partial choice, which is in effect a mirage of a drop of water. He does not leave mercy and appeal to that mirage. Now, whoever finds the endless sea of mercy, we are all swimming in that endless sea of mercy. There is not a single creature that is not benefiting from it or has benefited from it. The merciful does not, does not look at those who end up in, in hell. Uh, Satan is cast out from the presence of the merciful one, etc., etc. But even they benefited from his mercy before they chose to cut themselves off from his mercy. So there is not a creature, not a single creature that has not or is not benefiting from his mercy. However, However, while we swim in that sea of mercy, sometimes we do not find it. We do not recognize it. There are so many people out there. God help them. God help them. There are so many people out there who are swimming in the sea of mercy, but they do not recognize that they are swimming in the sea of mercy. Sometimes they recognize it when they hit a wall. And, and, and notice that all those things that they have been taking for granted were not to be taken for granted. They were given gifts to them. And sometimes they recognize it. And sometimes they don't even recognize that. They just recognize the wall now. But they don't recognize the gifts, the blessings that have been surrounding them and that continue to surround them. So it is important to find that sea of mercy. It is important to recognize that sea of mercy. Of course, whoever finds the endless sea of mercy does not count on his partial choice, which is in effect the mirage of a drop of water. He does not leave mercy and appeal to that mirage. That would be, um, not to put it mildly, that would not be intelligent, right? Who in his right mind would do that? Leave the, the sea of mercy and expect that your needs will be taken care of by that drop of water or the, the, by that mirage of a drop of water. Your enemies will be fended off by that mirage of a drop of water. It's not going to happen. One 
who has real intellect does not leave mercy and appeal to that mirage aywa ini zandigani hamchu khabast wini umri bi bunyad hamchu badast oh no this worldly life of mine is but a dream and the span of life has no foundation my life has no foundation passing like the wind this time that i have in this world has no foundation it is not stable it is not anchored to anything it is just passing like the wind oh no we were deceived i was deceived i am deceived we presume this world of life to be permanent and fell in complete loss because of that of that presumption we presumed this world of life to be permanent i was 15 i thought that i was going to live forever i kept making these plans prolonged expectations i looked forward to a bright bright future i was 25 i was still looking forward to that bright bright future i was 35 i was still looking forward to that bright bright future i was 45 i'm still looking to that bright bright future i'm still making my plans for and about this world i'm deceived i was deceived i thought that i'll be here forever but i will not i will not be here forever and that doesn't even relate to or, or or correlate with my age there are people who die at the age of five there are people who die at the age of 95 we are accountable for whatever we are given we, we were deceived we presume this world life to be permanent and fell in complete loss because of that presumption we put all our money on this world we we made all of all our investment in and for this world and we thought that there were good returns like 50 percent over 10 years 200 percent over 10 years wow that's amazing if i put a hundred thousand dollars now i can get two hundred thousand dollars in 10 years and then i can buy that house and perhaps i can invest a little bit more i can make some more money and i can buy that larger house and perhaps i can sell that and then buy a shop which would bring a rent of of course these are also um permissible and we believers should be engaged in them because if we don't we would be the you know, renters of others who own those uh, buildings all the time we should also invest in this world however however we should not invest our heart we should not invest our spirit in this world we should not get attached to it we should understand it as it is and its reality is that it is not permanent Yes, the passage of this life is but a sleep. It passed like a dream. The, sp the span of this life, which has no foundation, will also fly away. The time that we have in this world, in this life, that has no foundation, it's not anchored, will also fly away like the blow of a wind and disappear. It will disappear. The end will come sooner or later. 
no single human being has come to this world and stayed even the most honorable of the of the humankind even the most honorable of all ex all all creatures and of the humankind did not stay here he was given choice about the um the, the timing of his death right the uh, our understanding is that when the angel of death comes to uh the the messengers of god to take their lives he asks for permission so azrael the angel of death asked for the permission of the prophet وسلم, before he took his life he was given choice about the timing of his death but sooner or later he was also a nafs and and كل, كل all souls will taste death so who are we to expect that we will not taste death who are we to presume that our life is anchored it's is stable yeah, it is not it is not stable we are passing and we need to make our plans with the understanding that we are passing through here this is but a sleep and there is a world there is an abode after this where we will stay forever and we need to invest in that remember the saying uh, or the, the hadith work for this world as if you'll stay forever work for the hereafter as if you will die tomorrow now we probably mentioned this before and this is sometimes misunderstood people think so work for this world as if you are going to stay forever that means you know keep investing in this world because you'll be here forever so invest as much as you can uh, so that you can have that like permanent wealth in this world no that is not what it means it's about the urgency of how you work for something if you have a lot of time forever time for to do something you take it slow you don't approach it with a sense of urgency so work for this world but don't approach it with a sense of urgency if it happens it happens if it doesn't happen so what nothing will stay here nor will you anyway but work for the hereafter as if you will die tomorrow that is all you have as an opportunity to work for it to invest in it is the time between now and tomorrow so work for it with urgency work for your hereafter with a sense of urgency insan bazawala dunya man the human being faces annihilation and the world extinction his expectations do not last yet his pains do that's the reality of the human being we are all doomed to go away from here now the the point of course as we emphasize several times is are we looking forward to annihilation 
and the extinction of the world or are we looking forward to a change of uh, dimension a change of place the vainglorious person who puts his trust in himself and presumes himself to be permanent is doomed to extinction and moves toward it with rap rapidity now the, because he is vainglorious he is not going to see his lord he he's not going to see his lord as his only refuge the solicitude of his lord as his only refuge he will put his but he has to put trust in somewhere you cannot live without a sense of trust right you would lose your mind he has to put it somewhere he will put it in himself but he is not permanent and if something is not permanent does not have a future you cannot put your trust in it because the, the very concept of trust is about the future therefore he deceives himself he pres presumes himself to be permanent but because he is deceiving himself he is doomed to extinction because even though he can deceive himself for the time being as soon as he thinks about the future he will recognize that there is no human being that has not faced disappearing from this world leaving departing from this world therefore he sees it there he is doomed to extinction and and even though he may not want to uh, admit this deep in somewhere he recognizes and sees and feels that he is moving toward that end with rapidity too if you don't want something to come it will probably come faster than you think or you you would hope it comes as for the world which is home to the human being it falls into the darkness of non-existence expectations last not yet pains last in this spirit expectations don't they they won't last because either it's going to become real or you will you will come to the conclusion come to the recognition that realization that it is not going to happen sooner or later the expectations will come to an end however the pains of the things that do not come to uh, come into reality although you would want them to come into reality or the pain of things that you would want you love you are attached to and that come into reality but they depart you or you depart them will leave lasting pains that's the nature of things expectations don't last pains last in the spirit right so that is the case therefore we need a way out we need a way out of this human predicament and there's only one way out Biya ay nafsina farjam Wujudi fani khudura fadakun Khaliki khudura ki in hasti wadi'a hast O my unfortunate soul Sacrifice your temporal existence Do not try to hold on to it Sacrifice it Use it as the payment for something just give it up give it away use it as the payment and then see what will happen sacrifice your temporal existence to your creator who has given your existence to you in trust 
Now, this is a big deal. You give your temporal existence to your creator. Who has given your existence to you in trust? You do not own that existence. He gave it to you and he did not give it to you as property. He gave it to you in trust. And now there is this opportunity. If you sacrifice it for him, you will earn his solicitude. Isn't this a profitable trade? And of course, those who know the Risale in or the Epistles of Light, the broader uh, corpus of Ustad Nursi's works, will remember that this is the essence of the sixth word, a beautiful treatise in which um, we, we have uh, we, we have read it, in, in which Ustad Nursi talks about this matter in a lot of detail a lot of detail and it is really convincing what makes sense is for us to you know give up our existence to our lord and what that means is to live our lives in the way that he wants us to live our lives to give up our partial choice and defer our decisions defer our choices to him to to live a life of um, obedience to live a life in which we maintain god consciousness through through the and the entire period that we have in this life so oh my unfortunate soul sacrifice your temporal existence to your creator who has given your existence to you in trust and start nursi comments on this since this is the reality come oh my unfortunate soul which yearns for life Come, O my unfortunate soul, which yearns for life. Of course, everlasting life, right? So it's it's not, you know, five years of life and then death. No, that's, we, we, we cannot agree to that. Deep somewhere in us, we all want everlastingness. Some of us believe that it is coming and therefore, you know, can have peace in this or have, have a peace of mind some of us do not believe that it is going to come and we cannot find peace we can only numb our senses and um, dawdle dawdle around and and keep ourselves busy uh, so that we don't wreck we don't face our reality come on come oh my unfortunate soul which yearns for life demands more of the span of life adores the world and is afflicted with unlimited expectations and pains unlimited expectations that don't last and unlimited pains that last wake up come to your senses in the way that the firefly counts on its tiny light and is left in the endless darkness of the night Yet by not relying on itself, the honeybee finds the sun of the day and witnesses all the flowers which are its companions glittering in the sun's radiant light. Likewise, if you rely on yourself, on your body and eyeness, Ananya, you become like the firefly. If you sacrifice your temporal existence to your creator who has given that existence to you, you become like the honeybee and find an endless light of existence and do sacrifice because this existence is put in your possession as a trust this is the reality my unfortunate soul 
you are yearning for eternity everlastingness but you're afflicted with this human situation this human predicament that you will not be able to find it within this world it does not exist just wake up wake up come to your senses don't be like a firefly that is flying in the darkness not during the day during the day I mean this is the metaphor of course the you know fireflies fly sometimes fly during the day too but usually usually they'll be resting somewhere behind a leaf during the day and as the sun sets they'll come out and start start you know flying now if they need sight to fly what how are they going to find find that right it's dark it's dark and they make these like little beams of light flashes of light it flashes in the darkness for a moment and then disappears if it were to think if the, if, the, if this was a logic of the firefly but again this is a metaphor right if this was a logic of the firefly the firefly would be thinking okay i'm going to enlighten this world with my momentary light and i'll see everything i'll see things as they are but what can you see in that moment with that weak light that that illuminates only a small section of of existence right nothing nothing but if you rely on it you would think that that is reality and you would you would therefore doom yourself into darkness condemn yourself into darkness yet the honeybee when it is dark goes to its um its hive rests there and in the morning as the sun rises when it illuminates everything and you can see everything just comes out that's what faith is like faith is like the sun that illuminates everything and we want to be in daylight we want to be in the daylight of faith we want to see reality as reality is because reality is beautiful if you see something that is not beautiful that is ugly that is because we do not see reality as reality is that is we are looking at things with at things with the flashlight of our um deficient and sometimes effective intellect if we if we break that flashlight and turn around and see reality as reality is in in broad daylight then things become beautiful right so the honeybee finds the sun of the day and witnesses all the flowers all these beautiful things in the creation which are its companions they become our companions they become friends to us glittering in the sun's radiant light likewise if you rely on yourself on your body and eyeness you become like the firefly neither your body nor your eyes in reality has any ability to appropriate to create to bring into existence to render anything however if you sacrifice your temporal existence to your creator who has given that existence to you you become like the honeybee and once again sacrificing means living a life of worshipful slavehood worshipful servitude taking pride and pleasure in being his slave and following his command being an obedient slave that is sacrificing our existence our eyeness and although we are using the word sacrifice and sacrifice brings associations of pain etc 
that is not painful that's actually delightful the pain is to the point where we recognize actually recognize that beyond that threshold it is delightful up to that threshold because we do not see reality as re reality is we may have some trepidation we may have some hesitation we may have some concern etc but once we reach the threshold or if we can use our intellect and and firmly believe what we are told in in the quran by the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam by the uh, by those who have realized reality as reality is the gnostics etc if we believe in them then the trepidation goes away we take delight in giving up because that is what is delightful not giving up means carrying a burden on our shoulders that we are incapable of carrying god does not burden us with that because he shows us the way out he shows us the the cart that is there to pull the the, the beast of burden that is there to pull the to carry the weight but we keep it in on our shoulders and therefore we burden ourselves with it if you sacrifice your temporal existence to your creator who has given that existence to you you become like the honeybee and find an endless light of existence and do sacrifice because this existence is put in your possession as a trust it is not even yours it is put in your possession as a trust and the problem is if it is in your possession as a trust when the time comes to depart this world you have to turn in the trust sound clean without defects and deficiency intact will you be able to do that will you be able to preserve all that that is given to you you won't your time flying away your health getting weaker and weaker your intellect starting to lose its sharpness your wealth it's doomed to disappear anyway what is there out there that you can actually keep or take with you nothing so do not betray the trust or do not even risk betraying the trust because if you attempt to hold on to the trust yourself there is no way that you are going to be able to do it so do not risk betraying the trust and then being uh, and then deserving the punishment that that comes with betraying the trust don't do it be smart be smart and it is his property it is given to you in trust it is his property it is not given to you as property then annihilate it annihilate it again meaning give it to him so that it can find everlastingness because he has the ability to preserve it forever and do it now the secret in this is that the negation of negation is affirmation <laughs> negative right and negative uh, times negative times negative is positive 
Negation of negation is affirmation. I did not not come means I came. I did not have no food means I had food. Negation of negation is affirmation. The the what we have that is that uh, partial choice and the all the other mirage of things that we think we have in the reality have no reality no existence therefore they are in the negative so if we annihilate that which is annihilated if we annihilate that which is non-existent we can then reach existence of course once again we are speaking metaphorically right but there is a reality to what we are trying to point to with the with the metaphor our claim to have existence in this world is our affliction that takes us away from the ability to invest in this world to uh, for, for, uh, in, in, in an investment that yields uh, fruits of everlasting fruits if we give that claim up then we reach the point where we do have the ability to invest for everlasting fruits it is his property Stad Norsi comments and he has given it in that case annihilated sacrifice it without expecting anything in return and without hesitation now this is also important don't sacrifice it with expectations right oh god i'm going to give these ten dollars in charity because i want that job and that job if you get it right you are going to work there for 30 years and you are going to make let's say a hundred thousand dollars a year uh, so it's going to give you three million dollars you are giving this ten dollars in charity and you're asking that, oh god i'm giving these ten dollars in charity so that you give me that job no we don't bargain like that with god we do things for god for his just for his pleasure for his sake There is there isn't too much meaning. I'm I'm not going to say there is no meaning, but there isn't too much meaning in doing things in as if we are in a bargain with God. What we want is his solicitude. What we want is his compassion. What we want is his mercy. What we want is him. We want him. If we have him, we have everything. If we lose him, we will have nothing. So in that case, annihilate it, that partial choice. Sacrifice it without expecting anything in return. And without hesitation, it's not of any good anyway. Just get rid of it because it's, all it is giving to you is pain. It is filling you with expectations that you cannot see materialized. sacrifice it without expecting anything in return and without hesitation so that it finds everlastingness because the negation of negation is affirmation once again that is if non-existence is non-existent it exists non-existence comes into existence by disappearing into non-existence 
خدای پرکرم خود ملک خود و رامی خوراد از تو بهای بیگیران داد برای تو نگاه دارست With his absolute munificence, God is purchasing his own property from you. So this deal that we are talking about, this sacrifice, giving up, etc. We are actually not giving up anything. It is his. But he gave us this impression that we own it. And he is testing us to see if we will give it back to it to, to him. And if we do, he's going to pay us a precious price for a precious price and to keep it for you. So isn't this a good deal? We should get it, right? The munificent creator is purchasing his own property from you and is giving a price great as paradise. Great as paradise? What is paradise? Jannah, the garden. The garden there's no pain anymore there's no frustration there's no disappointment there is no um, exertion unless there's pleasure in that exertion there is no concern there is no hesitation there is no trepidation there is no fear it's all blessing you fall in a sea of blessing that's paradise so what what is it that you are supposed to do in order to earn it give up your partial choice what does that mean that means do not put your partial choice in the service of your lower soul and the Satan that is constantly trying to whisper you into evil when it is time to wake up in the morning at Fajr time to pray and you hear the, the Adhan calling min the, the uh, prayer is better than more there is more khair there is no more goodness in the prayer than sleep and your lower soul is you know, trying to convince you to stay in the in the warmth and the softness of the bed and you are having this difficulty getting up and this and satan comes and starts whispering into your ear you know you still have a few more minutes you still have 10 more minutes if you get up and dash into the bathroom in five minutes perhaps you can take ablution and go and pray and perhaps you'll make it and his goal actually is not to i mean delaying is not good because it takes away from the reward of your prayer but his goal is actually you know perhaps you will fall asleep if, uh, while you wait there for five more minutes and then two hours later you'll find out that you have missed prayer right so in that moment in that moment don't think that you even have a choice there's no choice your lord commanded you to get up just get up this is not something of a choice anymore you have when you say said ashhadu an la ilaha illallah there is no deity worthy of worship there's no god with a small uh you know small g right but god but allah at that point and when you said ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh and prophet and, and muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is his messenger his slave and his messenger at that point you agreed to get up 
already the message is the Quran the Quran says get up so there's no choice there is no question any longer you gave that choice up because that choice actually did not exist anyway it was just a pretense of choice you are his slave whether you like it or not you cannot choose between being God's slave or not being God's slave you are I mean I am I'm talking to my lower soul I am his slave there's no choice when it comes to you know going to a restaurant and seeing the menu and in the menu there is like this delicious delicious sounding dish that is made of meat that is not zabiha that's not halal that's not slaughtered in the in the proper halal way there's no choice about eating it or not it just is not halal end of deal when you have this opportunity in your business relations to make an extra $25,000 if if you agree to let's say a riba to to um, usury in you know, taking interest or if you agree to uh, lying on a contract or holding back information that you should actually be divulging to your um, business partner if you have this ability to make to an extra $25,000 in a way that is not permissible there is no choice in there this is not a matter of choice any longer it's, it's just the impression the mirage of a choice is there but it is the test what exists is not the choice but the test and if you want to pass the test the answer is obvious so there are four options in the multiple choice test and one is accurate the others are false and if you know the the, the accurate answer the correct answer it's not a matter of choice which one you mark any longer you know that that is the correct answer if you mark one of the other three options you are just marking the false uh, false option and you, you will get no points for that question so there is no choice there any longer that is the reality of life there is no real choice before us we have multiple options and among those multiple options one or sometimes more than one correct options correct choices and all all we need to do is to see it and to mark it if you don't see it and we we make the best intention and we are sincere and we mark the wrong uh, option we may be forgiven for that or we may even get the reward for marking the option that we, we thought was correct but if we know which one is correct and if we make a choice to mark the false one well I'm sorry no points for that moreover he is preserving that property in the best way for you and increasing its value so again going back to the sixth uh, word to understand this better those who, have, who do not know the sixth word I really highly recommend that you go to the sixth word and read it or you can listen to the episode of the uh, sixth word in podcasts then words then uh, then uh, then the sixth word in the website uh, of this podcast www.reflections-rn.org but in a, in a nutshell he is preserving that property in the best way for you why how 
remember the uh, prophetic tradition the hadith uh, there a, a lamb was sent to the house of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to Aisha radiallahu anha actually and Aisha radiallahu anha distributed you know all parts of the lamb but the uh, shoulder in charity and the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam came in the evening and asked her what happened to the lamb ya Aisha and she said oh Rasulullah I distributed all of it only this shoulder is left for us and the Prophet answered, No, Ya Aisha. No, Ya Aisha. We kept all of the lamb but this shoulder. This one we will eat here. We will have the nutrition, and that's going to sustain us maybe a couple of days. And then it, it, it will disappear. But what you distributed, what you distributed in charity, it yielded, inshallah. Uh, in accordance with your sincerity it and of course the Prophet Sallallahu did not say all of this I'm interpreting um, it yielded eternal fruits we are going to benefit from it in paradise I got up from my chair and went inside and prayed for and I spent 10 minutes taking ablution etc I lost 10 minutes of my day uh, in this world but I actually preserved those 10 minutes and I lost all the rest of my day which I, I spent reading a novel, novel, watching a movie, browsing the internet or whatever, anything that did not yield um, everlasting rewards, spiritual rewards by pleasing my Lord. But those 10 minutes that I spent praying and inshallah if it is accepted, now I put those 10 minutes in an envelope and sent it to my, my hereafter. I'm going to get that envelope there. With the value increased, I'm not only going to get my 10 minutes, but an increased value in accordance, in accordance my, with my sincerity and with the effusion of my Lord, with the mercy of my Lord. He is going to give whatever. You know, he is the generous one. He is a munificent one. He gives when he gives. He gives in profusion. He will give it back to you in perfect condition and to last forever. I'll continue to benefit from those 10 minutes in paradise forever. Perhaps it will become a palace and my palace in, the, in paradise will last. So in that case, oh my soul, don't wait a second. Do this trade involving five prophets within one another. All these things that we counted, there are five prophets that we listed. So that you find salvation from five losses and earn five prophets all at once. All at once. And, and once again, um, the, the sixth word is where Ustad Nursi enumerates these prophets and losses in, in a more uh, systematic way. But we will leave that there and and here inshallah uh, this was the end of the colloquy there there there's some more uh, to read about the reality of the world in the 17th uh, word we will continue with that in the next episode inshallah subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wah man alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al fatiha as salawat allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala sayyidina muhammad 
أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين